It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie, it's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, it's pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You are Locked On Celtics, your daily Celtics podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm so hyped right now. Podcast Network. Thank you for making us part of your daily, yes, I said daily routine. We are back on the daily grind. We are the Rain and Jays on a tripod today. Me, John Corrales, Jay King, Sam Jam Packard. It's media day. We're back in a big way. All three of us together on, on the podcast. Woo! All right. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> that was exciting as the Celtics media day. Yeah, that was it. That's that's the most fun we're going to have. Uh, yeah, it was kind of a blah media day. And I don't know. They, they did it in Canton. So I'm sure a lot of people that might normally have gone didn't go. It was just a pretty kind of uh, just, just very mechanical. You, you, you do the thing out with the media out front. Then you go to the Comcast Sportsnet live feed. Then you go to the Celtics.com live feed. And they just answered the same question over and over and over again. But, you know, a couple of interesting things. It's all brought to you today by SeatGeek. Remember to download the SeatGeek app. Easy way to buy and sell tickets with just two taps. We'll get you a promo code for 20 bucks off later in the show. Uh, let's just start with Marcus Morris. I mean, uh, not Marcus Morris. Let's end with Marcus Morris. Let's start with Marcus Smart. There's another guy named Marcus on the team uh, who it, over the summer said he lost like 20, 30 pounds and we were all kind of skeptical about it. And he appeared today looking like he was like 20, 30 pounds lighter. And he's apparently catching like 360 dunks and dunking <laughs> on people. Everybody's like losing their goddamn mind over how spry and quick and athletic and explosive Marcus Smart is. Uh, so I, I believe Marcus Smart lost all the weight he did. I, I believe he's more athletic. I want to see how much more athletic because like he needs to be a lot more explosive than he was last season. And he needs to be able to draw free throws. He needs to be able to get into the paint. He needs to be able to finish at the rim. He needs to be able to do all those things. And like, he's always been able to have like random highlight dunks out of nowhere, but he's never had that functional athleticism 
that has allowed him to do different things. So everyone's saying really nice things about him. I I had like even before media day, a lot of people were saying like Marcus Smart looks like a different guy out there. He's really flying around, but I, I want to see how much of a difference it's going to make before I'm fully on board with the Marcus Smart has changed and is a totally different player train. Plus, losing weight doesn't automatically make you a better three-point shooter, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it's just interesting to me that, uh, you know, it's another guy that cut out the fried foods, like, shockingly, cutting out all of this crap makes you a better player, makes you feel better, makes you, you know, not as big. You lose weight when you cut the crap out of your diet. So many guys, so many young guys think they're, you know, super athletic, they're great basketball players, so, you know, they can eat whatever they want. They don't realize that it's holding them back, and then all of a sudden, something like this happens. It's been time and time and time again. You cut out the crap in your diet, and you end up looking and feeling better. Now, that's advice I should take myself, but... I'm not the professional athlete out there. These guys should know better. So I'm glad that Marcus Smart at least figured it out. But, you know, it's to me it's frustrating that it happens over and over and over again. Just treat your body right. It will treat you right. So we'll see I, I, with hey, Marcus Smart. I know from experience, man, sometimes you got to get fat before you lose weight. Like, <laughs> so, <laughs> sometimes you just got to pack on those pounds before you finally look at yourself in the mirror and, and you're like, ah, ah, ah. Can't be that guy anymore. Got to change. So, Marcus Smart. It was kind of funny listening to him talk about it. Um, he he was saying that, like, sometimes he he would have to tuck his stomach in under his shirt, and he was embarrassed about how he looked. Like, this is a professional athlete, a, a guard in the National Basketball Association. We're talking about. So, kind of kind of amusing that it got to that point. Amusing and also like. Marcus, how the hell did you get that big that you were literally ashamed of your gut as a professional <laughs> point guard slash whatever you were last year? Um, but yeah, I'm I'm interested to see how how slim down Marcus looks. He might be might be like the new Blake Griffin of point guards. Oh come on, <laughs> <laughs> dunking was... dunking over Kia cars and shit. I just don't see it. I mean, I I like the new explosive Marcus. Um... And it was hilarious that when Danny Ainge was asked about it, it was like, did you want Marcus to lose weight? He's like, uh, yeah, buddy. Uh, we definitely wanted Marcus to lose weight. But I thought the interesting comment was that he's he thinks he's going to be able to kind of keep up with the faster guards in the league like John Wall um, and Bradley Beal, two guys he specifically mentioned. And it's like the Celtics are going to need him and Jalen Brown to step up. And I think it's kind of an interesting conversation which one of those two guys become the um, starting shooting guard. But – in terms of guard defense, they're going to need one of those two guys to step up. And I don't know. Uh, hopefully he's more explosive, but he's always been known for his, his kind of size, his ability to like body people in the post. Will this losing weight make him like increase his quickness so he can play that kind of on-ball guard defense on the perimeter? I think it's one of the big factors heading into the, heading into the season is what the Celtics are going to do at that two-guard. And um, Stevens even mentioned it that, like, Basically, as Marcus goes, the Celtics will go because he's like a lot of the heart. But I think just in terms of like their defense and pressuring the ball, um, getting into the body is one of the things that Brad Stevens loves to talk about. I think it's going to be huge. And hopefully the quickness kind of helps him. Maybe we'll not see him matched up against people like Porzingis more 
Um, but I don't know if just losing weight naturally translates to being like that much quicker. Well, he did say, first of all, that the fat turned into muscle. And so he's still strong. So he can still go out there and guard Przingis if he needs to. But also the Celtics having, having lost Avery Bradley, you need to have another guy out there to try and replace that. And Marcus Smart clearly is trying to be that guy. Now we know Marcus Smart has regarded as either the best or the second best defender on the team, depending on how you kind of look at it. Avery Bradley was the best on ball defender. He could hang you, there are a number of different examples of him just tap dancing uh, alongside like Kyrie was one of the guys that saw it firsthand, but Marcus wasn't that type of defender. He was much better in a, a more versatile role. He could guard more, more positions, very good at getting into passing lanes and making like superhuman, ridiculous uh, highlight plays. But now if, if he is, if, if that, weight loss does help him be quicker than he can kind of take more of that on ball kind of responsibility that Avery Bradley had. So that's, that's a nice thing to, to have. And look, he's, nobody's going to stop John wall all the time, but if you can get enough, if you can bother him enough, then you'll, you'll stop him once or twice. And those might be the one or two times that you, you need to be the difference in a game. Or you'll stop him 11 straight times in the second half of a game seven and Kelly Olenek will take <laughs> over and sh- shoot your team into the Eastern conference finals. So sometimes that happens too. There's that. There's, <laughs> yeah, of course. How uh, weird did Kelly Olenek look in that uh, Miami heat Jersey? I mean, I've, I'm not saying he looked good in a Celtics jersey ever because he's not got uh, the prettiest face in the league, but it just it was an adjustment for my eyes. He, he's going to look beautiful in a Heat jersey. He's going to have, a, a, I'm sure, a glorious tan by the end of the season. <laughs> I don't think he has the ability to get tan. <laughs> yeah, I don't either, man. <laughs> that was the joke, Jam. Ooh, I explained it to you. That's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll we'll have to see how uh, Marcus Smart does defending these guys. Everybody's excited about the the weight loss and how quick he's going to be. And you should probably get the SeatGeek app out so you can get tickets to see Marcus Smart, the thinner, new and improved Marcus Smart, and whether he's going to be able to defend the guards like he says he's going to be able to. Or maybe you'll be lucky and you'll catch him uh, catching an alley-oop or he'll throw down one of those 360 dunks that everybody was talking about today. But I'll tell you, SeatGeek is the easiest way to go and buy the tickets to the things you want to go see. Games, shows, whatever it is, they help you find the best seats at the best prices. It's all fully guaranteed. I have used the SeatGeek app multiple times to search out events in the area to figure out whether I wanted to go, how much the tickets were. And then once I decided to buy the tickets, it makes it super easy because they do all of the searching for you. They go and they search multiple ticket sites. They compare the prices. You can set a price alert. So when it hits a certain price, you know what your budget is. It will let you know, and then you can go buy the ticket. They grade every ticket based on value so you can identify the best seats that fit your budget. Again, it's all fully guaranteed. Their customer service is great. So you can shop in complete confidence. So make SeatGeek your go-to app for finding the best deals on every type of ticket, sports, concerts, comedy, theater, all of it. And you get $20 off if you download the SeatGeek app and enter the promo code L-O-N-B-A. Download the app, enter the promo code L-O-N-B-A, 
and you get $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. So go ahead and do that today. Is that the new iPhone? Yeah, got it on T-Mobile. Fastest iPhone deserves America's fastest LTE network. Introducing the amazing iPhone 8. It's the best iPhone yet, now on America's best unlimited network. For a limited time, save up to $300 on the amazing iPhone 8 after 24 monthly bill credits. And now join T-Mobile's iPhone upgrade program for free. Eligible trade-in and finance agreement required. If you cancel service, you may lose promo credits. Contact us for details. Video at 480p. Small fraction of users over 50 gigs per month may have reduced speed. See store for details. Hey. All right. Everybody knows Kyrie Irving's a Celtic now, and everybody still wants to ask him about leaving the team, the, the Cavaliers. And, of course, the Cavaliers. LeBron came out today and started talking. Uh, his first comments of the trade. And boy, didn't he sound just so surprised about the whole thing. Was it me? Could I have done anything better? I was going to give him the keys to this whole thing. I can't believe that he left. Whatever. I'm over it. But it's a thing that people are talking about today. So I don't know what, what I don't think, I don't think Kyrie even cares to talk about it anymore, but I don't know, Jay. You were there at the media media day. So, uh, what was your take on that? Well, first of all, the LeBron comments. I I, I kind of believe him when you paid attention to their relationship and the things they said publicly. At least, they seemed like they had evolved to a place where they appreciate each other, Kyrie and LeBron. And like you saw after they lost the last game to the Warriors, and they came off the court. And kind of embrace each other. And LeBron told Kyrie, we'll be back. And so I, 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 I'm kind of... There's part of me that thinks maybe LeBron actually didn't see it coming. And was just as surprised as the rest of us. And then the other part of me thinks, like, yeah, okay. Like, <laughs> like if Kyrie had an issue, LeBron probably knew about it one way or the other. And whether, whether he was outspoken about it or whether, like, some guys have said he didn't even talk to players during the playoffs teammates during the playoffs like if if things were that bad LeBron must have known something was up and maybe he didn't know Kyrie was gonna ask for a trade but he must have known that he wasn't the happiest guy in the locker room and then the other the other my other reaction to media day the Kyrie LeBron thing is how many times are people gonna ask Kyrie about what pushed him away from LeBron James like it is very clear he is not going to answer anything about LeBron James that has to deal with what LeBron James did to help push him out of Cleveland. That's just not a conversation Kyrie Irving is going to share publicly. He he said he'd be open to having a conversation with LeBron James about it, but if he ever speaks about it, it will just be between them. And and I respect it. Like when when he first said that on first take and was kind of avoiding questions, uh, it kind of felt like like he just didn't want to share the truth. And but now it kind of feels like like he's not hiding something per se, but but he doesn't want to air his grievances publicly. And I, I can appreciate that. I can respect that. Like if you're a teammate with a guy for three years, even if you you grow, grow to the point where you don't want to be his teammate anymore and you want a different opportunity, there are still some things that you wouldn't want to air publicly. And and I so I, I can appreciate that. And and it, people just keep asking about LeBron, and they're going to keep asking about LeBron because it's LeBron, and because he's the guy who requested a trade from LeBron, which is as crazy as it sounds. Like one of the craziest things that's happened in NBA offseason in years. 
Um, but I, I, I'm starting to come around on Kyrie's stance that he just doesn't want to talk about what happened. And, and he's been honest about it. He hasn't made up BS. He's, he's said, I would prefer not to talk about that. If I do talk about that, it'll be just to LeBron. And I, 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 I can respect that, man. Even as a guy in the media who would really love him to just open up about it, <laughs> I can respect it. The thing is, he seems like plenty willing to talk about literally any other topic. Like, you wouldn't, if you, I watched the interview he did with CSN, I watched his full press conference, I watched the one he did with uh, um, Amanda and, wow, what's uh, Mike D'Amico. Um, He's willing to talk about pretty much every other topic, and it's pretty. It seems like he's getting more and more comfortable, and he's a pretty uh, likable guy. Rumor came out today um, uh, that he actually uh, admitted to being a troll with the the flat Earth stuff. So it feels like he's <laughs> he enjoys the kind of the attention. It's just something. There's no way he can win by talking about like LeBron James either. It's just it just creates more controversy, and so I understand it too, but. You know what? I'm coming around on this Kyrie Irving fellow. He seems like a, an engaging individual. Um, something I noticed is that he talked about how, um, and it's something I was curious about, was just talking about building kind of leadership and trust. And this was especially in the in the interview with the the Celtics staff. Um, and it's not something that people. Um, I don't think really it was a big focus of uh, the press conference. It was like, how do you get this young team to? come together and Stevens mentioned it a little bit just trying to expedite the process but I thought it was interesting that he was just talking about building up trust with these players and really learning from um everyone and they don't really don't know each other uh so I don't know I he sounds like a very uh genuine person I thought it was hilarious when they asked him if this was the most important season of his life and he goes every life every moment of my life is important that was um, that was a classic <laughs> line like <laughs> Like, I'm Kyrie Irving, bitch. Every moment's great. (laughs) (laughs) He's very willing to, like, call out media BS when it occurs. So, I don't know. I'm looking forward to it. He's going to be the guy, the go-to guy in the locker room after a game for a quote. Um, Just because uh, you're not going to want to go to Al Horford and Gordon Hayward because they are not going to tell you anything interesting. Nope. Nope. Those guys are very vanilla. Which is fine. You know, that. That he can be vanilla. The other guys on this team are going to have to be interesting. But it it was yeah. funny when Marcus Smart was like, "Yeah, Gordon Hayward doesn't even talk." <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, I a hundred percent believe that. Like, <laughs> I just true. imagine he's sure about true. business and never speaks. Yeah, he's going to go there. He's going to do his thing. He's going to leave. I, I really don't think he's going to be like everybody's talking about leadership and whatever. I don't think he's going to be a guy that's going to stand up or take, he's, he's going to go, he's going to play. He's going to do very, very well. He's going to go home and play with his kids and play a video game and then be done. Like that's going to be Gordon Hayward's life. He's going to like it. And that's it. Awesome. Good for you. Uh, that it's not my life, but whatever. That's definitely not uh, your I life. Will... Cause you're not even close to an NBA player. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but but you are a true leader of this podcast, John. Bold enough to go onto the whiteboard and write twenty-two and two. You know, <laughs> I don't. So I don't know if you've ever told that story on this podcast. Could you tell it again? Really, really, you gonna bust my balls like that right now? Huh? <laughs> All right. Can I retell the story as if I was John? 
You know, guys, you should check out the rest of the Lockdown Podcast Network. They do a lot of great work. It was media day for everybody. Go check out these other teams. Go check out what Lockdown Cavs has to say about Isaiah and all of those guys being in Cleveland. Uh, I did not hear what they had to say, so I will be checking out the Lockdown Cavs podcast tomorrow. So, uh, because I don't sure as hell don't want to listen to this show tomorrow after all that. But you should listen to Lockdown Cavs or wherever Lockdown Pistons. Can you hear from Avery Bradley or any of those other Lockdown podcast shows? Uh, just check them out. Subscribe if you want. But it's good. We have the entire league covered. You have the NFL covered. If you uh, have a, a favorite NFL team, they have a podcast for that too. Lockdown Fantasy Sports. So check out the whole network. If you please, I'm just going to power forward to Jason Tatum living with his mom in the same building. AKA <laughs> <laughs> Young Honesty. Young I'm, Honesty. He said that it was his idea, didn't he? He's like he, but not on the same floor. So he can still bring some um, some ladies back uh, to and just respect <laughs> them the entire time. Uh, you know what? I I am not like a lot of other people. So my parents have uh, an apartment over their house where where I grew up. And if I lived near home, I would absolutely live there. Like, I'd have my own apartment. I'd have my own entrance. I'd have everything. And then, like, my mom would make me some meals. My my dad might do my laundry sometimes. Like... I, I'd be totally, totally okay with, with living with them. They're they're always cool. So I, I'm with Jason Tatum on this one. Plus, he's like 19. So Yeah. So oh, it, no one wants to be away from their parents when they're 19 years old. That's not a weird <laughs> thing. <laughs> I'm trying to give Young Honesty the benefit of the doubt, man. Let's, let's give Young Honesty the benefit of the doubt here. Hey, you know, he's got a good head on his shoulders. He's out there respecting women. He's doing his thing, and he's he's just trying to keep it real. That's just that's what he is. He, I I like I like the fact that he's out there. He's helping out his his mom. You know, she's she's there, kind of, you know, helping him out with life. He's not going to get into any trouble. There's nothing to criticize about this. You give him three road trips with young Tito Rozier, and he'll have his mom moved out uh, by the end of November. <laughs> oh, goodness. How do you guys th- feel about um, young Tito changing, his, uh, changing the name on the back of his jersey to Terry Rozier III? I'm for it. It's a strong name. Tito Three Sticks. Yeah. Uh, I, <laughs> I like Tito Three Sticks. It's almost if- mob name-ish. <laughs> I think. I thought it was. Did Terry Rozier say anything interesting um, during his conference? I could. I saw zero coverage of it today, Jay. Um, he said that this offseason was like a tornado, and he thinks he has a big role for the first time in his career entering a season. And what else did he say? That Marcus Smart is a lot smaller now, and a lot faster. And that's about it. It was nothing. Yeah, he, he, of interest. he didn't say anything interesting enough that you'd write about Terry Rozier on Media Day. I've been hearing um, from my moles within the Celtics that when they play five-on-five pickup, it's been uh, Kyrie and Tito on the same team, which is a, an interesting look. Um, I, didn't ex- I wouldn't expect those two guys to play next to each other, and maybe it's just something they're doing because um, of pickup. But uh, 
I think it's an interesting conversation of when they get into the season, who's the primary guard playing next to Kyrie Irving. So you think okay. T- you do think Tito could be a starter? Dun, dun, I don't think uh, he can be a starter. I don't. I don't think that is anywhere near a realm of possibility. But he did just change his name to Rozier the Third, so I'm imagining he's going to shoot way better from three this year. Um, and if he gets his shot up with this amount of spacing the Celtics are going to have, I don't know. I feel like Brad Stevens is just the kind of guy who experiments with a bunch of different lineups and. With Rozier's quickness, um, I think he can, he can be a primary point guard defender. And I wouldn't be surprised if he got um, some time next to Kyrie Irving. I feel like it's going to be a lot of mixing and matching, especially early on in the season, where you're going to see um, Kyrie next to Smart, Jalen, and Rozier. And you're going to see some lineups with all three of them on the floor. And Brad Stevens is just crazy enough to put all four of them on the floor at the same time. <laughs> he was talking about all the crazy lineups that he was going to use. And there's a lot. If he he was talking about throwing five, six, seven, six, eight, six, nine guys out there at the same time. So any, anything is possible with these guys. Insert your own KG imitation. But I wouldn't be surprised at anything, especially early on. Uh, they they really need to get together on the same page. Uh, Steven said today that they weren't going to go down to Newport for training camp, but then the Kyrie trade happened, and then they changed their minds. And the whole goal was to get there and spend as much time together as possible because they don't have a lot of time to. AKA three to, days. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's the best team building exercise they can do in Newport? Is maybe do some uh, some some clamming, some crab fishing, maybe charter a boat. What's going to get these guys to really trust each other in those three days in Newport? I've never even been to Newport. John, you're the Rhode Island guy. Tell me what there's to do there. Head to the beach, no. man, and then laugh at Gordon Hayward's summer. uh that's it really newport newport's nice but newport is like touristy like you you go to the mansions you but these are all rich guys you go to those newport mansions they're like oh yeah let me al horford's like yeah give me two of those so i mean (laughs) that's not that's nothing that's like whatever it's not exciting you go get on a sailboat a little sailboat ride in newport like eh. there are a lot of bachelor parties and bachelorette parties although they're going yeah. Tuesday through Thursday, so there probably won't be too many. Uh, There's not- maybe they can listen to some folk music. Newport Folk Festival happens every yeah. year. And I lied. I have been to Newport. I saw a Tracy Morgan stand-up show there once in, like, <laughs> 2009. It was a blast. I haven't been to Newport in a long time. Uh, usually when I go, it's just to go, like, bar hopping or something like that. And that's... There's not a ton. Newport's not exactly like a, a crazy town. It's probably why they they go there because they'll like Brad said today, it, go to dinner tonight, breakfast tomorrow, lunch tomorrow, dinner tomorrow, practices in between, and that's it. There's not they're not going to go around and cruise around Newport. There's not a ton to do. There's the tennis hall of fame. There's a few decent bars, and that's it. So. They're going to be playing basketball. They're going to be stuck in their hotel. They're going to have to sit around and talk to each other and learn about each other. Jason That's Tatum entire- could introduce some Sally Regina chicks to his mother. Sure. Ooh. <laughs> Potential marriage possibilities there. <laughs> Good old Sally. Jay, um, you met some. So this team's completely new. Uh, what was your impression of uh, Aaron Baines? Is he uh, amazing or just a generic Australian dude? Because those are your only two choices. He seems he seems pretty pretty amazing. Um, Good. That's, that's he good. called Tim Duncan Timmy, which is all I needed from him to to 
label him amazing. Um, no, I, I've met Aaron Baines before. Actually, he was he did an event community event this summer. Uh, so I, he's one of the few guys, few new guys that I've I've actually met and spoken to, like kind of just chatted with. So he's he's a good dude. I, I can't really get a feel on on anyone else. It's it's so new. It's like everybody's everybody's new, except Marcus. Do you go up and do you go up and introduce yourself and you say, "Yo, it's the kid Jay King. I'm gonna be covering you all season. Let's uh, let's be best friends." What's really good, Kyrie? It's your boy, the kid. <laughs> yeah, is that that's your go-to move? <laughs> no, no. I I uh, I introduced myself to him the other night, and I said, "Hey, man, just want to introduce myself. I'm Jay King." And he was like, "Yeah, cool, whatever, bro." No, not really. He, he seemed very nice. <laughs> seemed very nice. Shook my hand, but yeah, I don't really think it matters how I introduce myself. I don't think any of these players will know my name for a while, at least. They're all new. Uh, how big is a uh, Semi Ojale in person, though? He, he and Yabuseli are some monstrous, monstrous men. Those two. I mean, the they, strong boys. They probably do too too much, too many biceps exercises, man. Those two guys, like, just just spend spend more time on your your legs or your core or something, fellas. You like, you don't need to be lifting up like eighteen wheelers with your biceps, curling eighteen wheelers all day. I think they're both very well rounded individuals. They both they both seem like like nice guys. They're huge. They're jacked. They're like, forget dancing bear. They're just a couple of bears. Just, I want to. I want to manage their tag team. Ooh, yeah, they'd be an amazing tag team. Those guys are beasts. They're big dudes, man. They're big dudes. Uh, I bet you could take them, John. Oh, totally, <laughs> completely. <laughs> Not a problem for me. Uh, last order of business. Speaking of fighting. Marcus Morris, court. Alleged, alleged fighting. Uh, the fight happened. The fight True. happened. True. Allegedly. We don't know. We don't know what the Morris involvement was. So they were allegedly involved, but the fight is not alleged. The fight actually happened. But Danny Ainge said today, don't feel like there's much of a, you know, he feels confident in how things are going to work out and whatever. But they might miss they might miss, uh, he might miss the the training camp, all of training camp. So I guess the the only question I have is assuming that things do work out. That might make an ass out of you and me, John. Well, we got to work on that assumption because the if he gets convicted, then the, the, that's an entirely different story, and it's not worth the conversation. Then he has a minimum of like a year and a half jail time. So Yeah, so, so then that doesn't mean – so forget that scenario. Let's assume – that he doesn't get convicted of anything, everything clears up, and he's back in camp. But the, the, how far behind does that put him, and does that mean he doesn't start on opening night, and does that push the Celtics in a different direction? Uh, uh, we'll see. I, I think, to, to me, I don't know what else you would do with your starting lineup. I guess you could go bigger with Aaron Baines, or you could like slide – Hayward over to the four, maybe, but that would be pretty small up front, off the in the starting lineup. I don't know. To me, Marcus Morris is is the best bet to start, unless he misses a lot of time. I thought it was really interesting how 
much Steven stressed that he's going to have to simplify things for this year's team and kind of get them to understand the the system. He's just they spent the last month, the coaching staff, he said, just breaking it down into the most simple way that they could find. And it, it just kind of underlines how much movement that, that they've made and how many changes that they've had. And so maybe because of how simplified it is, Marcus Morris will have an easier time, or maybe it's not really as simple as Stevens is saying and that they're still heaping tons of information on these guys right away. And Marcus Morris will have a tough time. Um, so we'll see. I mean, they the Celtics flew out assistant coaches to San Diego to help Gordon Hayward get up to speed on the offense. So I assume they've done something similar with Marcus Morris. But it's still a lot different doing that and seeing it on a chalkboard or whatever the case may be or the iPad, which I guess is the case since it's 2017. Um, and it's a lot different, like, taking that to the court. So... And the court, I mean, like basketball court, not legal court. But, <laughs> but yeah, we'll see. It's it's good that the Celtics seem optimistic that Morris will have a positive outcome from his case. Um, but yeah, he's definitely gonna he's gonna miss something by by missing. And I don't know how much more time he'll miss with the trial. I don't know how how long that will extend. And I don't think the Celtics do either. I think right. the fact that there's there's such a new team it kind of benefits Morris just because there's like nothing there's not an established culture or like really a, a system or an, a comfortability that he has to kind of like work his way into. Um, so I think it'll be a, kind of an easier transition for him. And I uh, I agree with the Celtics' prognosis. He has two co-conspirators who have already pled guilty to it and said that he wasn't there. And that's enough reasonable doubt in this legal scholar's mind. Marcus Morris, he's going to be a free man. He's going to be starting opening night. You can take that to the bank. Okay, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I'm convinced. I love when I say things that you guys just have zero reaction to. That's when I know I'm really hitting the jam zone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that, we're, we're sitting there like, oh, okay, yeah, sure. Like, yeah. Okay, that's gotcha. when I know I'm really doing at hitting like at my best. When <laughs> you guys are just firing all cylinders, just confused, totally silent. <laughs> so, okay, last call for hot takes, Jim. Any hot takes sitting there swirling around the head? Uh, oh my god. Uh, I got nothing. I got nothing. No hot takes. All right. You try I to got them all out. I try to put them on the spot. I'm just giving them an opportunity. Oh, I got one. Amir Johnson saying that um, oh, Rashid yes. Wallace told him to drink beer in order to gain weight is perfect. Uh, That's one makes me miss Amir Johnson because the big dog is the greatest. Hold on. That's that's more interesting than Amir Johnson ever than anything Amir Johnson ever said during his time in Boston. That one line. It's more interesting. <laughs> like, Amir, where was that two years ago? Where was that last year, man? Why couldn't you give that to the kid? <laughs> Never asked him about weight gain strategies, man. I, I think that's on you, Jay. I think it is. I messed that yeah, one up. It's your own fault. Your own fault, Jay King. I need Rashid Don't Wallace be like Jay King. Don't make the mistakes of missing out. Subscribe to our podcast. Find us everywhere you find podcasts, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and Spotify. That's right, Spotify, where you get your music. There's a podcast section. They curate their stuff. They don't just let anybody in, and we are in. So 
Find us on Spotify if you so choose. Also, if you have a smart home type of device, Alexa or Google Home, you just say, hey, Alexa, play Locked On Celtics, and it'll do it because that's awesome. Uh, so, yeah, we're back to the daily podcast. Celtics hit the court tomorrow in Newport or today when you're listening to it, Tuesday. They hit the court on Tuesday in Newport to actually play basketball and learn each other and figure things out. So we will talk about actual some basketball things in the next podcast because we're here for you on a daily basis. Be sure to check out SeatGeek. Download the SeatGeek app. Use the promo code LONBA for $20 off your SeatGeek purchase, your first SeatGeek purchase. That's the show. Thanks for listening. This has been the Locked On Celtics Podcast. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Yeah, Jay King and John Corrales. Locked On Celtics. Millie. Rejecting the screen has been retweeted by Kobe, Dame Lillard, and Vince Carter. So it's fair to say you should give it a shot. I'm Noah Kozlov. And I'm Adam Stanko. Rejecting the screen hits your feed every Tuesday and Thursday. On Tuesday, we talk hoops and a little bit of life. On Thursday, we go ISO with a guest. Stories from anyone and everyone who has touched the NBA with tales we promise you've never heard before. Find Rejecting the Screen right now wherever you get podcasts and hit that subscribe button.